Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. I'm here again today with Allison. Hey guys. And we are reading about the crucifixion. Um, And I just can't help but think about the... All we've done is read the Bible and it leads up to this point, this like climax of the story Yeah, from the very beginning of like God sending, saying there's going to be someone who will save you. Um, and this is this, this is him. ultimate sacrifice this that is, um, is happening. Yeah. Um, and you think about like the things that happened in the temple for people to get close to God um, and kind of just paralleling with Jesus' crucifixion here. And this, this is the turning point for... Um, Jews and anyone anyone who believes that this is our opportunity to get close to God because of Jesus' sacrifice. But powerful stuff here today. Yeah. So what's the got to you? Wow. I well so much, right? So <laughs> yeah, much. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like wow. A couple of things. I felt like, wow, it was interesting that um Pilate we were talking about Pilate yesterday and how he really didn't want to be a part of this story. Like he wanted someone else mm-hmm. to make this ultimate decision. And he stuck true to that, that feeling, that thinking, that heart really that he had mm-hmm. about um, not wanting to be the one that sentenced Jesus to this death. And yet he still did. He didn't, he didn't end it for him. Um, mm-hmm. But that wasn't the plan, but here he sticks to it. And um, we read in John 19, like, Hey, um, no, no, I still believe that this guy is who he says he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're still doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's very much not on board with this. Yeah. And yet he, and yet from all historical accounts, like he wasn't a follower either, but mm-hmm. in the end he really knew something was off mm-hmm. with the Jewish people and their betrayal of who this guy was and mm-hmm. who he is. I thought that was quite enlightening here today. Yeah. Something else I just thought of too is like reading about, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law mocking Jesus while he's on the cross. I'm just thinking about this is Passover. Yeah. Um, this is like, or they're coming upon Sabbath and they should be busy doing their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. And they're just sitting there so mocking Jesus. And it's just, these are the people that are leading the Jews. Like these are the leaders of the Jewish nation right now that are leading them spiritually. And this is what they are doing. Yeah. <laughs> Mocking so, the Messiah. So of course, boy, it's like a re- it's a check for us too. Like yeah. are we as leaders, as Christians, as leading our families or leading in our community, are are, are we staying on course to biblical truth in the word? Right. And yeah. Wow. And not being led astray by our own personal vendettas or yeah. even beliefs, but really like what's what's the Bible actually? What does say? the Bible say? Because they yeah, because if they would have just they know the scriptures, they, they do. do. And they chose not to believe. Yeah. But um, okay, so we have a couple of uh, characters in the story that are interesting because um, they are, they believe in Jesus after yeah. seeing him crucified. Um, we have the criminal on the cross. Um, and I was just thinking about how, how simple it was for Jesus to welcome him into the kingdom. Yeah. That all he, all he did, like he did not follow, he was a criminal. He did not follow Jesus' ministry. He's hanging there on the cross beside Jesus and he just believes in Jesus in that moment and Jesus accepts him. Um, and just how simple that is and how simple it is really for us to just be believers it to, is. Us to follow Jesus. Um, it's not easy, but it's simple. It's like the, Jesus does not require much of us. And so. what a good reminder for us. Like we make poor choices. I make poor choices. And yet God is still there 
in a moment. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. In At a the moment. end of this guy's life. Yeah. Yes. He's there. He was there for him, which is so cool. And then of course we talk about the Roman soldier right. here. This guy is like doing his job and at the end of this, of Jesus's life, at his death, his last breath, he was like, oh man, this guy really is the son of God. Mm-hmm. We missed it, people. Like, mm-hmm. we missed this. And yeah, I, I wonder where his journey goes. Yeah. All these, yeah, all these people that have interacted with Jesus in this, I mean, we have these very specific accounts of just the past 24 hours of Jesus's life before he's crucified. And there's so many people that just interact with him and come in and out of the story. And you just wonder, okay, what did their life look like after that? Because um, things start changing after this. Yes. Like, I mean, they could not deny the presence of God yeah. in that moment and yeah. that he really was who he said he was. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Also, it's interesting because these two people were not one of the 12, or really at this point, right. one of the 11 that were following Jesus. It right. was two strangers to him, two strangers yeah. to his word. I mean, probably Gentiles. I mean, the Roman soldier, definitely a Gentile. Definitely. The criminal. Yeah, but, we don't know about him, right? But you're right, probably true. But yeah, so interesting. And then the other thing that I think we both... Uh, notice is who is here at the cross watching the crucifixion? Who's left? We have John (laughs) is the only one we know of the disciples that's here um, watching Jesus die. And the disciples, I mean, and then scripture says that, that the disciples were scattered, scattered um, and they abandoned him. Um, But this disciple that Jesus loves, which we know to be John um, is there with, um, all these other women. Women. It was the women who showed up and stayed, who watched from a distance, who, yeah, probably were saddened and in mourning and yet still holding on to like, your word is true. Like we believe what you say. Yeah. We believe your words. Yeah, absolutely. I think about Jesus looking, sometimes I, it was, it's kind of hard to read about Jesus and his family in the gospels because there's so many instances of him being like, people who are following me are my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Like, and he kind of like, it seems like he rejects his mother sometimes. Yeah. Even though like when you read it in context, it makes more sense. But as we're sitting here reading this account and Jesus like hands his mother over to just one last time of him, like taking care of this yeah. woman. Yep. Um, and you think about Mary who, I mean, <laughs> just like last month we were reading about her giving birth to this Messiah. And now she's watching all this come to fulfillment and I you just wonder what's going through her head. If she's like believing or if she's doubting or what she's thinking, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, your car, your natural carnal mind will think like yeah. the suffering that my son's about to go through is I can't even, I don't even want to wrap yeah. my mind around that right. as a mom. But then you think like, but this is also a fulfillment of what God told me before I even conceived him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was his plan all along yeah. and I'm releasing him. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> wow, so, so heartbreaking and so yeah. I just think about I think about Mary a lot actually. Like just having to watch your child go through this, and even as she like watched him throughout his ministry, um, not having people not believe in him and all these different things. And then I just picture her thinking back to that angel coming to her, yeah, um, when she was just a girl yeah. and telling her exactly what's going to happen, and she believed. And yet you think like she probably has some experience with like mocking and like mistrust mm-hmm. or thinking yeah. because I can't imagine as a teenager she didn't feel that pressure. Yes. Like she people, must have gone through that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not to, maybe not to this extent, but we don't know. But I yeah, maybe as a mom she was able to sort of help a little bit. Yeah. I don't yeah. I think wow. Yeah. So these women and we're gonna like continue to read about them because they are they kind of stick through through the duration of what's happening to Jesus, which is pretty incredible. They're loyal. Um, they and, <laughs> and and another testament to the Gospels and writing the Gospels and the truth of them, because the people writing the Gospels are the men 
that yeah. <laughs> that are followers of Jesus, and they openly attribute credit to these women for staying. Um, like they are not left out of the story, which is like probably not a very um, credible way of writing things back then. Of like attributing well, women were women. a nobody, right? They were lower than so low. The fact that they're even in here is just a, a testament to the truth of the gospels. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Go women, right? Yeah. Girl power. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for listening to God's Whole Story. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Mark 15, 21. A passerby named Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the countryside just then, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They offered him wine drugged with myrrh, but he refused it. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get each piece. Matthew twenty-seven thirty-two. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene. And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross, and they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And the soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. Luke twenty three twenty six. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when they will say, Fortunate indeed are the women who are childless. The wombs have not borne a child, and the breasts have never nursed. People will beg the mountains, fall on us, and plead with the hills, bury us. For if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? John nineteen seventeen. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called Place of the Skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. Mark fifteen twenty five. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him. It read, The King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha, look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well, then save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see it and believe him. Even the men who are crucified with Jesus ridicule him. Matthew twenty-seven thirty-five. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head, announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you're going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well, then if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and the teachers of the religious law and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we will believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. Luke twenty three thirty two. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. 
Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leader scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself, and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you'll be with me in paradise. John nineteen eighteen. There they nailed him to the cross. Two others were crucified with him, one on either side with Jesus between them. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so that many people could read it. Then the leading priest objected and said to Pilate, change it from the King of the Jews to, he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate replied, no, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven into one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that says they divided my garments among themselves and threw dice for my clothing. So that is what they did. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, Here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Mark fifteen thirty three. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran to fill a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger, and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabathani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split open, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other officers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Luke twenty three forty four. 
By this time it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands, and with those words he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshipped God and said, Surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see this crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching. John nineteen twenty eight. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it and put it on a hyssop branch and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was the Passover week. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken, then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus, but when they came to Jesus, they saw he had already died, so they did not break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you may continue to believe. These things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures, saying, Not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one they pierced. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.